The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Tell them I say put that little shit up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Tell them I said it, nigga. Get the detail, nigga. Tell them I said it, nigga. Get the detail. Yeah, this ain't that cheap shit, nigga. Y'all nigga tripping. Yeah, don't play with him, nigga. Keep my name out of anything, ain't got nothing to do with some money, nigga. Episode of It's Up There podcast with your boy Looney Luciano. 
Um, of course, today we, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to break down. Um, I want to send a shout out to everybody that's been watching the podcast on FOGFO TV. I want to send a shout out to everybody that's been listening to the podcast on all of these uh, different platforms and where you can get podcasts. You just type in and sub their podcast. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's been a beautiful, uh, a beautiful, uh, comeback, you know what I'm saying? So far, uh, it is a weird little place, you know, at the beginning of these videos, you tend to have to say, you know, like, share, subscribe, comment, things like that. I got them. I got that from the fuck niggas on the internet. You know, I, I figure it means something, you know, I see all the fuck niggas on the internet do it. I figure it means something, um, but and I'm gonna get into my topics and everything. Of course, y'all know I, I I bring I bring that shit. So, but when I think about it, I say, damn, as many videos as I watch on YouTube, I've never liked a video. I'm talking about I ain't never liked a video. I ain't never commented, and I've only shared videos when it pertains to how I feel right then. So, like if let's say, you know, I lose a hundred racks in the street. And Future got a song, like Fizz did a sweep. You know, I share that song at that moment. You see what I'm saying? So I'm still not really locked in or really don't understand what really makes a motherfucker like the video, share the video, comment on the video. You know, those things, it's a, it's, it's a different switch than watching the video. See, this is the this is the new the new place that we find ourselves in with the internet and with consuming content on a high level on the internet. We find ourselves trying to figure out what makes people watch it. You know, is it a, is it a is it a good thumbnail? Is it a a good title? Is it clickbait? Is it you know is is, is it what you say when the video first come on? Is it the music? Is it you know it's it's things like that. So. You, you just don't know, you know what I'm saying? So we went uncharted territory. So I'm, I'm, I was trying to figure out, I was thinking, I'm like, what makes a motherfucker share a video? Is it, you know, what, you know, I like, legitimately like videos that I don't like on YouTube. And so a like is a form of sharing a video on YouTube. That's why when I looked into it, that's why all of these dudes, you know, the fuck niggas on the internet, that's why they would always say like, subscribe, share. Because when you like the video, depending on your presence on said platform, it kind of puts it in a different, it, 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 it just contributes to the algorithm and, and tipping it up to make other people see it. So it almost acts like a share uh, on said platform. So, you know, I just was, I was thinking about that, man, but, um. But that's no here nor there. You know, I'm building a platform with this up there podcast and FOGFO TV, and I'm doing it by myself. So you see me talk about several different things, and you're going to see me try to find my groove. You know, I'm used to talking to several people at a time. So when you have to talk by yourself, it's a totally different skill. You see what I mean? And so um, I like myself when I'm next to people because I like for people to push back on my on, on what I'm thinking and I like to kind of critique what they're thinking and pick it apart and try to figure out what the fuck they're talking about and I enjoy a good conversation so I like that but in this space with the with the pandemic in place and how everything's happening 
I have to do this. So you're going to see me, you know, try to find my groove and just find a, a, a way that I approach a conversation or approach a topic without it really being a conversation. You got to understand when I'm doing this, that it's just me and a bunch of shit I spent money on. And I'm looking at the cameras and I'm trying to get my opinion out there and respond to things that I think you guys are probably thinking or the opposite side, present the opposite side of arguments or present the opposite side of the argument that I'm making. So I always got to stay conscious. I can't just free flow, you know what I mean? Like I could if someone was there to push back, um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? So so that's always a good thing. But, but again, thank y'all for fucking with it. Uh, if you like it, like it. You know, I know a lot of people like it. Get you some merch. It's up there, podcast merch. My shit coming. That's all. I'm going to be really weighing. You know, it's up there, podcast merch. Every time you see me do one of these. So, um, so support it that way. Um, the, the past couple of days for me has been cool. You know, uh, Drake just dropped with Lil Dirk. That's cool. I've been seeing backlash with Cardi B, Meg The Stallion. About the... I guess would say nasty lyrics, what they calling it. Um, and I'm watching just all kind of shit happen, right? And so uh, let me tell you, I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna get into something that happened to me two days ago. And I want, I want to just talk to y'all, the people that fuck with me about it. And I want you to really try to understand what the fuck is happening, you know, because this, this legit happened to me. This ain't. I'm not making this up. Hold on. So, uh, you know, as you know, everybody's in the pandemic, right? So, we're in a pandemic. I call myself going up to, uh, I call myself going up to Walmart, you know. I had to run on the other side of town. And so, I, I, I pull up at Walmart, and, you know, I'm handicapped down. You know, I got the handicap stickers and all that. So I get to park up front, you understand me? Sometimes I'm looking for the first parking spot, you know what I mean? So me, I, I bumps down in Walmart, you know, I turns left, turns in, so I'm saying, and bam, I see a, I see a spot. So I turns down the aisle. I'm not knowing I done turned down the wrong aisle. This aisle ain't made for motherfuckers to turn down it. You know, you supposed to come this way. You going the opposite way, basically. I turned down the opposite way. So it's a white truck right there. It's, a, it's, it's two black girls in there. So it's a black woman, older woman, and then it's a girl that, I, that appears to be a kid. She has some, like... Some of those, um, what's them big shits the girls are wearing now? Whatever they is. I don't know what they call, but. So, she says, you coming down the wrong side? I said, okay, cool. I let my wonder down. Because I'm thinking, when is it? They see we black. We Soon we see each other black. They going to just say, bro, you tripping or whatever. And we going to let it ride. So, I let my wonder down. She said, you going down the wrong side. And then the girl in the other side just going the fuck off. She started. You going down the wrong side, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm coming down the wrong side. Okay, cool. And I'm just sitting there because it ain't enough space. They got to come on and then I can go. 
And so they keep, the girl just cussing me out, motherfucker, you're going down the wrong side, stupid motherfucker, dumb motherfucker, you know. And the other lady looking at me and she's wondering, why this dude ain't uh, responding to that? Because I'm just looking at him like, you, you got to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers I done met in the last 30 days. You got to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers I done met this month. Right? So, she hollering, stupid motherfucker, stupid motherfucker. And the lady saying, so the lady just hollered at me, he's high. I said, kiss my motherfucking ass. Now, because I didn't, because I didn't get out and smack the shit out of you or cuss y'all back out, I'm high. She just assumed I'm high. Now, if I'm high or not, that's, that's my business. But she holler, I'm high. She holler, <laughs> she holler, he's high. I said, bitch, ain't nobody high. You stupid motherfucker. I just ain't entertaining that shit. Then she said, fuck you, motherfucker, right? And I said something. You know, I ain't going to say what I said, but I said something, right? Not that I would, you know, just I said something. So after I said what I said, after they done called me 600 bitches, 200 stupid motherfuckers, you know, insulting me in every way that you can insult a motherfucker. I say something back. Guess what they do? They 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 park they car. Not park, I'm sorry. They drive around as I park because I get the parking spot. But, but something telling me, hold up before you go in because, you know, you got to be smarter than this, especially if you maneuvering in a certain way. So... I pull, I pulls right there, and then I sees them. I'm, I, I, I'm in my truck, and I'm watching them. They probably think I'm gone in because my truck tinted, and I'm sitting there. They go to the police that's in the uh, parking lot and say, we'll do, we'll do something. They saying something about me. So I boom. Now I jump and just I pulls off. I ain't even go in the store. But I'm thinking, in this time right here where police is killing niggas, here it is a black woman that's going to get the police on me. Like, you're going to get the police on me about something you done. Y'all cuss me out, call me out, kind of shit. Soon as I say something back, now you want the police to come. What you believe is when the police come, that makes it a handicap match. That makes police on your side. Because everybody's against the black man. You see what I'm saying? In regards to when it get like that, like... If the if the if the police come and there's a black woman and a black man, nine times out of ten, he's gonna side with the black woman. Again, the black man is still on the you fall rock away. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is this. She she called herself going to get the people on me about something that that she did. She said I'll let the me. And when I respond, you want the police involved. And so it just made me think, like, God damn, man, like. What makes a motherfucker that's that's your color not understand? Or I think they I think that a lot of times that some of them do it and they understand what they're doing. They understand I'm finna go get these people who hate you, motherfuckers. And it's like you doing that for what? Cause cause I turned down the wrong way and you started something, and then now I say something back to you like, man, fuck you, cause you holler I'm high. Because I ain't responding to you, motherfucker. I'm looking at y'all like y'all stupid. I told the, uh, what's her name, the uh, girl in the passenger side, I said, you's a child, man. You need to relax because she was cussing and everything. And she's like, she's not a child. I'm like, well, you riding with somebody and you look like a child. So I wasn't even going to respond to you. 
You know what I'm saying? She, I'm not a child. Ah, motherfucker. And all that. And I'm like, you, something wrong with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all going through some real heavy shit. You know what I mean? But, um, but that's, that was my weekend, man. That's, that shit happened to me. That shit was mad fucking crazy. Um, but we, we gonna get into some topics, man. I got a lot of shit I'm going over. A lot of shit I'm going on. Hold on. Let me change my lights right quick. Uh, yeah, so that's how my weekend went. And, uh, you know, just just building a platform, enjoying that. Also, a couple of Joe Budden fans got at me. I think they don't understand what I'm doing. I think y'all don't understand I'm building a platform. You know, and when you're building a platform, it's certain, it's certain things you have to do. You know, it's certain situations I have to approach in my way uh, to separate myself from all the, the fuck niggas on the internet. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So that's important for me to do. And um, <clears throat> I just hope Joe Budden writes you niggas a letter, you know what I mean, for your birthday or something. Because you niggas is very upset about my opinions and my outlook. On Joe Budden situation with Spotify. Everybody knows I fuck with him. But I don't give a fuck if he don't think I fuck with him. I want to be clear with that. I don't give a fuck what nobody think. I'm in a situation to put content out. And approach it in a way where it's meaningful to me. It's my truth. It's what I see. It's the game I peep. From the walk of life I come from. And so um, those that you that love it. I appreciate y'all, and what I what I what I have to learn to do, but coming from the street is kind of rough. But I gotta learn to ignore the hate and acknowledge the love. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm in a situation where I'm getting both of them, and when you're coming up, people can say certain things about you, right? As far as you know, your platform ain't big or. You know, things like that that'll make you snap on them because you possibly having more motion and more money than the niggas that you talk about. But you building something. So it's important for you to be in a situation where you got to talk about this and that, this and that, if you got the ability to do so. Um, but the fuck niggas on the internet will drown you uh, uh, with them comments and those things. But but when th the better you get, you learn how to appreciate and acknowledge the love and ignore the hate because the hate comes always every time I check on one of the niggas that send me one of these comments it's always some nigga that ain't got nothing you know all poor and starving type nigga you see what I'm saying so it's always them type situations the niggas with this having motion is having money they always hitting me out hey bro I like what you doing boy you peeping game you know what I'm saying? You you putting it down. You know what I'm saying? But it be it be little dorky kind of dudes that's like, nah, I hate that you said that. You know, and I have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just a lot of times I don't like it. Now we're finna get into the show. Let me hit my blunt one time. Um, we got so much to talk about. You know, we, we, we don't got a shortage of things to talk about today. I'm getting better with this, and I'm knowing it. So, we're going to be all right. You know, um, so, um, so yeah, so the first thing I want to talk about on this Up There podcast uh, is 
is Takashi 69 momentum slowing down. Yeah, so the first topic we're going to get at on this up there podcast today uh, that was left by a subscriber to our YouTube channel was they wanted me to speak about and ask me, do I think that uh, Snitch 969's momentum uh, or, or his internet presence is slowing down? Um, and I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that um, there's a lot of reasons why we can say it's slowing down. Number one, his song had the biggest fall, I think, ever in history as far as Billboard. So that lets you know that there's some trickery going on. I mean, there's no way. There's no interest in these records, man. For it to fall that much, it says there is no interest there. Let's look at Lil Baby's bigger picture. It debuted at number two. It stay at three, four. It might get down to 10, 30 even. But from to go from number four or five to all the way off the motherfucking charts, it lets you know ain't nobody, ain't nobody, you know, ain't nobody paying attention to it. You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody paying attention to it. So I think it's important for, for people to really, really look at what's happening. Now, is he going to get some money? I don't know. But far as people watching, and and then also, um, also, cause I also was hearing uh, Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne talk about it, and 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 Charlemagne tried to explain to Andrew that really nobody cares, but Andrew is a white boy, so I like to sometimes look at how he looks at things. Um, coming from his side of things, just to see, damn, how how does that demographic look at it? You know, um, and and when he gives his opinion, like, man, people are watching him, man. This dude is the, I'd be like, whoa, that shit he do work on them dudes. So uh, Charlemagne tried to explain it to him, and and Andrew Schultz, uh, I don't think he got it, but he tried. What about in the case of someone like a Takashi Six Nine? It's like, how is he? so good at maintaining the conversation and maintaining a level of curiosity. And what do you think that he does effectively? And I actually, I actually posted this this morning. I posted this this morning on Instagram. People would rather pull out the phone and record the car crash as opposed to saying something to a person that may prevent the car crash from happening. So let's not confuse hanging on to somebody's every word with people watching a car crash. Because if everybody is sim- if everybody is waiting for something bad to happen to you, mm. they're not paying attention to you because what you're, what you're saying is so intriguing. So you don't think there's any people mm. that are just like curious about him? Curious of how it's going to end, yes. But if they watch the music video, they know that it didn't end in the music video. So well, they they're, want, they, they're still they want to keep... They want to keep justifying. <clears throat> they want to keep justifying what they already feel, which is something bad is going to happen to the. So team. you're saying they're following the story as it comes to an end. They're- He's letting the car drive by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before he runs into somebody. 
he asked he he asked are people curious about it like he asked are people curious about Takashi yeah but what the fuck does that mean like what does being curious about someone mean you don't make money I mean you can if you're a comedian or someone that sells content he sells music I think more than half of those numbers are, are hmm, they look funny in the light. You see what I'm saying? I think more than half of that boy numbers, more than half, more than 50% of dude numbers look funny in the light. You know what I'm saying? It's just they can't find a way to track it down just yet. We're in a new industry. You know, and, and then you got to think, man, like, when you're getting two and three million likes, it's trickery even going on on that side. So, but when you're getting two and three and four million likes, what does a like on social media really mean for a rapper? How many times we see people get four, two million, one million likes on the ground and can't sell 20,000 copies? You see what I'm saying? So what does, for, I don't know what it means for a comedian, but what does a like mean for a rapper? It don't mean that that's a supporter. It don't mean that I listen to your music. It means I'm here for one of the many reasons that could bring me here. From fuck shit to the girl you dating to the 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 the, the person that does your hair to the 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 car crash that we're trying to look at. You know, it, there's there's a lot of things that could bring me to your page. You understand what I'm saying? But for rappers that don't necessarily convert into supporters. It's important that people understand that. You know. And also, I'm going to say this about 6 9 You antagonizing people. Man, I seen him go up on Nipsey to Nipsey Mural. Man, you disrespecting the wrong shit, man. Like, you already on thin night, man. I think you got a death wish, man. I think you really want to die, homeboy. I'm talking, I think this little dude want to die, man. I think this little nigga want to, like, and then for you to think these little niggas around you, man, I'm telling you, boy. I'm telling you, boy. It's some niggas that going to bump, man, like, shit can get ugly, man. You can't keep, hey. You cannot continue to poke the bear, man. And you already got dirt on your name, man. What you got going on? And for the feds to be involved, if they involved, how they letting you do this kind of shit? How they letting you damn near incite riots? Like, what is this? What is this? Like, you poking that niggas, man, and they feelings and shit? Like, that's a different level of disrespect, man. Like, hey, and you and if you think, man, when them niggas go to pulling up and 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 and, and send a blitz at that little shit you got going on, man, that little shit ain't stopping nothing, man. It's just nigga don't know if them the police yet. Once a nigga find out you ain't rolling with police, like as a federal guy, they gonna some some you know right now it's too early niggas don't know is that the feds that's with him like a, a literal agent you see what I'm saying that changes the game we don't want to shoot them you know that's how niggas is thinking in the street especially not for this this ain't that this is 
You know what I'm saying? This is this is shut the whole shit down. So we don't want to go at it from that route. But once we find out them just some regular off duty niggas or some 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 sideline type out of shape niggas, you understand me, man? It's gonna be a problem. So I think right now what's stopping niggas is that they they don't know because he he still he just cooperated. But what I know about the 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 niggas in the street, I don't see the. Them folks are sit there and them folks don't care nothing about them niggas, man. After they get what they got from you, man. But he could be valuable because he can keep getting information. So I don't know, man. It's a sticky situation. Shit gets slippery. But I, what I think is the only reason niggas ain't blitzing is because they don't know if that's a federal cop that's sitting next to him. And once you bring war on them, it changes the trajectory of everything you thought you had going on in the street because now... There's a full-blown investigation on whoever could have done that, why they done it, and when they done it. You see what I'm saying? And what also else they've done so that we can tie a bunch of shit in and hold them accountable. So it's it's um it's a sticky thing, but niggas is investigating. Once niggas find out that there ain't no federal cop next to him, it's gonna be an issue. And that's what and that's my thought on that. You see what I'm saying? That's exactly how I'm thinking. So, um, so, uh, Master P, uh, dropped the No Limit doc. I, I haven't, I haven't watched all the episodes, but I, I do think, uh, you know, Master P is a motherfucking legend, you know, just from the way he handled shit and the way he approached the game, you know, whether he was from the South or not, being from the South is just another star on his badge for me, but. That nigga could have been from anywhere. The game he put down, man, that shit was second to none. You see what I'm saying? So, um, Master P was a different type, different type hustler in my, from what I seen. You know what I mean? The kind of shit he was doing just to, he always knew you got to have product. I remember back in the day, P would do, he had cell phones and shoes way back in. I think he, I think he knew then. I don't know who put that game on him, but he, he, he been running with that game. Like you gotta have some product. You need something for sale more than just this music. You need some shit for sale. You see what I'm saying? And once you got some shit for sale, once that get rolling, that that can roll while you ain't nowhere around it. You know what I'm saying? So, and look at his model now. He fucking with noodles and shoes and chips and like you see what I mean? The nigga doing a motherfucker. And back when, back when P did his thing, you got to think, P went from the east to the west, and he was from the south, you know what I'm saying, he knew about hustle, man, somebody taught P, man, I'm telling you, somebody taught him, man, you know what I'm saying, he was a different type of nigga when, when he was uh, interacting with Jay-Z, what I think, what I think P did that was smart, though, Excuse me, if you paid attention back then, uh, he fucked with, he kind of leaned on what what Pac left. You know, he would even in his rhymes, baby, you know, thug nigga, you know what I'm saying? He he kind of leaned on that, and Pac had the, the world captivated. So once you lean on that a little bit, then you throw Snoop in the mix, 
that's just a recipe for some for some like he knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He would you even use the baby to lay that shit, all that shit that how Pac how Pac kind of left out. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that was real smart what he done. That documentary, I don't know if it outlines um Pac in any way. I like I said, I haven't watched all of it. People said talk about Shug, but I'm I'm about to go watch it probably tonight. You know, that'd probably be one of my missions, finish that tonight. But um but just speaking on P and his legacy, man, and what P done, man, and how he done it, he was second to none. You know what I'm saying? He was second to none hustling here. He was hustling with Jay Z now. At that time, being from the South, nigga, was a different thing. Okay, let's think about the top dudes. Diddy. It was Diddy, Jay-Z. Uh, who else was at the top back then? It was really just them niggas. Diddy, Jay-Z, Rough Riders. It was shit like that. Pete come from the South with something totally different when nothing like that wasn't shaking. So, like I say, it's certain niggas is trailblazers, even like Chains. Two Chains was from that era where he started a style. You know what I'm saying? I see he got upset about the Ross thing. And like I say, I didn't like the matchup myself. But Chains was from an era where, you, where he started a style and everybody kind of ran with the style. You know what I'm saying? So, them type niggas sometimes and not Chains and P is two totally different things. But I'm just speaking on the Chains because... I see there was some backlash for everybody that kind of didn't appreciate that matchup. Um, and so I wanted to just throw that in there. But now, Master P, man, a different type beast, man. Shout out to P. Um, you know, I want to ask him, man, who gave you that game? You know, who who put you down with that you got to have some product? Or was it something that you just peep? You know what I'm saying? And where you peep it from? I know we, we got that game from him about... One of them Interscope niggas offering them a million and him knowing, all right, if he'll give me a million, I'm worth 10, that's good game. You see what I'm saying? Because people don't invest in what they don't see profit in. You see what I'm saying? So the million can't be all we going to make because you wouldn't give me that to run off with. You see what I'm saying? Just just having that common sense at that young of an age, a tender age, it was just good game. And, and, and so... um at some point, man, we're gonna have to sit down and see where you getting, where you got some of that game from, man. Over the weekend or the, or the last couple of days, I've also, um, I've also, um, hold on. Over over the weekend, I seen what um, oh a boogie, oh a boogie was talking about. He was about to drop something new, and uh, you know I fuck with Pop Smoke, R.P. Pop Smoke. Uh, it made me think about like, man, New York got to protect the a boogie nigga, and really they got to protect a couple of them young niggas that's coming up now, cause. Something about New York be happening where, like, when niggas is on their way up, shit happen with them. You know what I'm saying? When you look at, like, Pop Smoke, or you look at, even with the Treyway situation, the you know, even with Bobby Smurda. You see Like, it seemed like when, when they on their way up out that motherfucker, man, and, and some, 
Some come tamed down. They got a lot more resources, though. Law enforcement up there got a lot more resources when you get to rolling a little bit up there. You know what I'm saying? They making they making pull some strings and do some things that that can't be done in, in certain smaller towns. But but they gotta protect. They gotta protect a couple of them niggas, man, and not and not make it a situation where they can't get over the hump. You know what I mean? Cause Boogie doing his thing. He got a nice sound. I think he. I think Boogie can stand to be produced a little bit because I think he's such a creative. He can get lost in, I'm going this route. I'm knee deep in this route. And somebody got to pull him out a little bit. Like, yeah, we can make, we can do that too. But, but we also got to get some of this because this, that shit over here, that shit you do when you in this pocket right here, this, that shit, you know what I'm saying? And so somebody got to put him in a situation where they ain't afraid to tell him that. You know what I'm saying? And even even with like even with the Troy Ave situation, you know what I'm saying? He was on his way up. He was spending some money doing a few things. And then the situation happened with Tax Stone. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Tax Stone. That nigga, I like that nigga. You know what I'm saying? But but that shit happened with Troy Ave and Tax Stone and then took him on a whole nother Took him that way. Really, basically, out the game. It's like one of them files. You see him, they got to kind of... He might be able to come back, but they they, they they carrying the nigga off the court. Two people. He he ain't walking off the court. They carrying this nigga off the court. You see what I'm saying? But you might see a nigga faking a little bit to get carried and come back. You know what I'm saying? So a nigga might be able to bounce back. Um, And Troy Ave lately been taking some weird shots, too. He was taking some shots at Charlemagne about... Uh, the 15-year-old girl and all that, man. That shit came out of nowhere. Uh, even, and also, damn, I didn't mention Biggie. Damn, I know they hollering at the screen. I didn't mention Biggie uh, with the New York rapper thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you got, that's Biggie, Pop Smoke, uh, Troy L, um, Biggie, Pop Smoke, Troy, and whoever else I named. I can't think. I'm high, so I can't think. But, um, but yeah, Troy have been going there, Charlemagne, about some shit, you know, just out of nowhere and start talking about this and that. And I, as I was looking at it, I'm like, damn. Uh, and he, he mentioned um, Combat Jack, RP Combat Jack. He mentioned Combat Jack and basically took credit for Tech Stone having a podcast there, basically saying when he ran into Combat Jack, he checked him about something he said, and then next thing you know, he aligned with his enemy at the time, or a nigga that was dissing him, which was taxed on. That was a weird thing, because when you listen to Charlemagne, Charlemagne say, uh, dude was fun on Twitter, he fucked with him and brought him in. So how is Combat Jack responsible for? It's like a, it's like a weird thing. Now, I don't know because I don't have no inside information. Um, but but that was <coughs> but that was just some funny shit that I was looking at, saying, "Damn, how he get how he get from that to that?" You know what I'm saying? And um, he also talked about seeing Charlemagne at the Breakfast Club on his last interview. He did in her past relationship, whatever, whatever the fuck. Instead, I like to say that um, this happens a lot in this game. This happens a lot where people will 
team up with it, they, they'll have some feel some type of way about you Sucky shit And it brings me up to uh, Charlemagne Charlemagne of God Breakfast Club I know him um, So this, See let me tell you Bring you back to my relationship With Charlemagne Or what The the basis of our relationship He was cool Um, I think I, I went up there The first time We might have met before After I don't know But my first Breakfast Club interview was Showing love And um, And then Uh Something happened where um, I was doing, they was doing like a little round table interview. It was like him, Combat Jack, some other people, fucking some dweeb and somebody else. I don't remember. Um, and I think Combat Jack, he went and he took, they was asking like, okay, yeah, well, who's the the people coming up that are doing something? And, and the comparison was like dumb. It was like a couple of people and it came down to me and, and Chance the Rapper and I'm like, and you can't even compare these two styles. That's just a whole different type of lane. So Combat Jack took it among himself to say, oh, yeah, definitely not Troy Ave, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No problem, bro. I came and did your show and all this stuff before. You know, Charlamagne stepped up and said something like, nah, you can't discredit Troy Ave. Troy Ave doing his thing or whatever. I, I don't want to misquote them, but I felt like at that moment, okay, Charlamagne was a real one. So, uh, I end up running in the uh, combat jet in the serious XM building or whatever. And he just hit me with, oh, yo, 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 what's up, Troy Ave? Regular, regular. Like, and like, you know, I'm like an elephant, baby. I don't forget. So I'm like, man, what's up, Troy? Have me, you. Come on, I I heard that I heard that thing you did. That was some sucky shit, straight up. And he's like, what What did I do? I said, come on, like, dog, how I'm coming from a city that you're from. You you would have no platform if it wasn't from artists from this city doing their thing, and I'm the only one that's trying to rep the city the right way, looking and sounding like the city when everybody was trying to sound like they from down south. I'm the only one bringing us back from the grave. How do you take that opportunity to, you could have just passed and disagree. Yeah, maybe not. Nah, this person is, is whatever, whatever. Not Troy Ave, not yet, whatever. But you just took it to just totally discredit everything I'm doing. I say, yeah, that's some sucky shit. I ain't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not the type to be fake and be like, oh, what's up? Everything cool. Like a lot of these people in the industry do. Yeah, I'm, no, it's not me. It's not me. I'm self-made. I don't have to do that. So he was like, yo, well, how, yo, how did you, yo, like, he was basically, like, trying to act like it didn't really happen or it wasn't like that. I'm like, yo, I'm late, man. I don't even, I don't even care. You just know that was some sucky shit. And you ain't have to do it like that or whatever. I break out. Fast forward a short period of time later. I want to say maybe a month, two months, whatever. I don't remember. And to anybody that's going to say Troy Ave is dissing combat, Jack. I'm not, but if you want to take it that way, I don't give a fuck. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Notice I said I'm not, but if you want to take it that way, I don't give a fuck. No reason, like, I don't even know you, dog. Where's all this hate coming from? Whatever. Cloud chasing off me. Hating, cloud chasing, hating. And then combat Jack goes and gives him a platform to go and hate on me some more. Oh, okay. So maybe 
you felt the way that time, so you said, let me get with somebody that's hating on him, and that's going to be my passive-aggressive move. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give nobody a platform to tear down somebody else that I fuck with. That's just a fact, though. That's just real shit. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what he then did. Suckers do sucky shit or whatever. Check him off the list. Sucker. Let me, let me, let me flip side to it, where him and Charlemagne's relationship... He was initially hating on Charlemagne. He was dissing him on Twitter. Y'all go, y'all dig it up. 15, 14, dissing Charlemagne or whatever. Just going at him, hating, you know, cloud chase or whatever. There's no excuse for hate. Why, why are you hating on me? Why have opinions if you don't even know me? You have any personal thing going or you just a hater? I could never be cool with a hater. So anyway, all of a sudden they flip side and then they get cool and then I come on and do a I come on and do an interview. So he starts kicking it with Charlemagne, and he starts spewing all of this hate to Charlemagne, who's me and Charlemagne. We was we was cool. He starts spewing his hate, and now he starts uh, spinning his opinion of me. And these are all these are these are lies. Nothing based on fact, but a weak-minded individual. You see that? You see this man dancing and putting his body on the women's body and doing Beyonce and basically drag. You see this now. When I come up there, they, he just asks me questions like, oh, um, yeah, so what about, uh, you, you can see from the first interview to the interviews later when they become friends, you see this. Oh, yeah, so what about people that are saying that um, you stole all about the money song? I stole the what and the who? But who's telling you this? Oh, this person, this is always happens. It's like all my haters team up with other people that are disgruntled about me. They all team up together. So like, where are you coming from with this, dog? Like, all of a sudden, are you getting influenced by this person? He's telling you to ask me these questions, and what about this, and what about that? So, that happens. Um, I break out, I, I, I leave from that interview, and I just... They got this, the, the fucking guy who's... On all about the money. He was on the Breakfast Club all of a sudden. I bet a quick ten thousand dollars that um Angela Yee or DJ Envy didn't set that up. That was totally Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne the Frog. So if he set that up to bring somebody on his platform to come and slander me. This this is crazy to me. This is what I'm talking about. So this is basically what the what the other guy did, he gave a hater a platform to talk about me. Everything go down, all the Irving Plaza shit, you know. I'm defending myself, defending my life and all that, you know what I'm saying? And um, I come on and I'm on my men, fuck everybody. These sucker niggas, they ran on me, you know what I'm saying? The people try to turn it back on me. They um, You got people to this day that think I shot myself. You got people to this day that think that I killed my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Because of the story, the narrative that they pushed. They only pushed this because the other guy, uh, the, the Ratstone guy was in the media at that time. And they're sticking together with the media. Whether they were scared of him or they had a, a, a love for him or, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So anyway, I talk, you know, now... Now, Charlemagne the Frog, he comes up with questions like, oh, yeah, well, um, what about people saying that you didn't pay for Banger funeral? Banger's my man that passed. God bless the dead. Well, what? What are you? Oh, no, no, no. My bad. Even something more personal that 
that you know the public wouldn't know. What about people saying that uh, Banger don't have a headstone? What where you getting this info from, bro? Are you tracking down people who are going against me and now they're telling you to ask these questions or are they tracking you down? Because that could have only came from Banger's brother who was flaky, flip floppy and. You know what I'm saying? He fucking with me. Yo, I love you, bro. Word up. You still told with my bro. And then the next moment is he trying to steal the bail money. Did you do any research? Did you did you know that um, the family was disgruntled and they didn't even want me to know where, where Bang is buried? We still don't know till this day. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? But then you got the nerve to say, um, yeah, what about people saying that Bang ain't have had some? Which people? Point them out. Who is saying this? Who's saying this? How you gonna put a headstone on on somebody where you don't even know where, who, what, where, when, and why? Then I I, I clearly say, yo, yeah, you know, how's the love in the streets for you? That's what he asked me. I say, yo, it's different. You know, I'm feeling like it's it's like um like Tupac. Whoa, whoa, what were you saying? You the you the Tupac? You the new Pac? Uh, I didn't say that. Fast forward after I do the new Pac, um, all of a sudden they got a, a another fucking hater. This is what I'm saying now to turn around and they have this person on the breakfast club talking about me. They're giving they're giving people who are hating on me a platform to hate on me. Why is it that you bringing these people to hate and on me and tear me down and discredit me? Oh, there's a hidden agenda going on. There's a hidden agenda going on. Okay. Come to find out after Charlemagne. Um, the fraud said on Troy Ave is snitching. That's the new agenda that they pumping. Vlad is giving people platform. Vlad, you eat a dick too. Eat a dick. Eat a fat dick. That's a fact. He's a sucker. Not only a culture vulture, but he's definitely a snitch and a rat. So anyway, I go back to the to the Breakfast Club where all of a sudden, you know, it gives me donkey of the day. Give me donkey of the day. They're saying that I'm snitching. Yeah, Troy Ave, he's snitching. I'm snitching when I got out of jail on bail. You just see me put up all this money. How? Oh, the the guy Redstone gets arrested. Oh yeah, Troy Ave snitching. What? Now um, I I pull up. I'm like, you know, to defend my shit. Like the fuck, they giving me Dungy the day for. Um, I see they was doing an interview with somebody. I don't know. It might have been gunplay. Somebody from that day or whatever. And after they finished taking their pictures on the wall, then um. I'm sitting down, it's me, my security, Charlemagne walks over, I think I say what up to Envy first, ye, whatever, then Charlemagne comes up, what's up, shake my hand, I only shook his hand because I was being professional in, in that situation, in any other scenario, Doug, I would not have been professional with you at all, I said, what's up, alright, so how you doing, alright, what's up, we'll talk when we get on air, you know what I mean, that's, that's my feeling, we'll talk when we get on air. We go in and do the to do the interview. Turn around, all of a sudden he's not there. Where's this guy at? So everything happened up until the point of when I sit in the chair, he's not there. Now the narrative that gets pushed, I don't know if it was by him. Yo, yeah, I don't want to entertain that that negative energy that Trey have got going on. Negative energy. What negative energy of fighting for my freedom? Of having to fight for my life. Okay, you know what? Here's what really happened. Behind the scenes. The real agenda. And the real story. Is that Charlemagne. The whole time. 
was paying for Ratstone's lawyer the whole entire time. He's paying for this person's lawyer. And you'll make it seem like, yeah, I don't want to, yo, be entertain that negative energy. Hold on. If you was a real one, why, why you even came up to me and, and shook my hand or anything? Why'd you act as if you was, because if it was me, I just would have not said nothing. If I was you, I would just wouldn't have said nothing. I'm not doing this interview. I'm not even acknowledging this nigga. Interview before he left, and that's when he knew he was on funny time. Um, Charlemagne, you know, he maybe didn't want to fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? He got a right not to fuck with whatever he don't want to fuck with. You know, whether that's you, me, or anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think that we can draw a conclusion based off that, though. Because you said that, and this is me critiquing Troy. You said that if it was you, you wouldn't have shook his hand. Like, you said when you came up there, you shook everybody's hand because you was being professional. But then you turned around and said, if you were Charlemagne, you wouldn't have came and shook his hand. But what if he was being professional? You see, these be some of the double standards that I don't be understanding. And a nigga can explain it to me, tap in with me. You know what I'm saying? And we can we can we can make for some content and talk about that. But help me understand how it's okay for you to shake a nigga hand by being professional. But then when Charlemagne shake your hand and he leave. He ain't cool. He shouldn't have shook your hand because that was sucker shit. You see what I'm saying? I think y'all probably did the same thing at that time. I think homeboy would probably being just, I'm just being respectful. I'm just being professional. This is a building. It's a job. But the, ultimately, the message is sent. And I'm going to say it next time they ask me. I ain't throwing no curves. So where was the, sh like, cause he easily could have said I had a meeting or somewhere to go. He kind of let it be known. I don't, I ain't fucking with that. I didn't want to fuck with that energy. You know what I'm saying? But speaking to you was basically just being professional, my nigga. Same thing you did. You know what I mean? And now I, I wanted to speak about the double XL. The double XL cover. As I heard the Joe Budden podcast speak about, was that still a stat? Um, and I want to say this. I think that it is a stat, but I think it's changed. The stat has now changed. First, it was a stat being on the, on the freshman cover. That was the stat. Now I think the stat is, nigga, I'm the only one from the freshman cover that's still around. You see what I'm saying? I think that, that, that now it's almost like a timestamp for the young niggas where it's like, this was happening then, and nigga, I'm still balling. I'm the only nigga from the freshman class that's still going platinum, or I'm the only nigga popping from the freshman. So, so it, the things have ability to evolve, and I think that that's the way that the double XL freshman cover has evolved. It used to be a stat to be on it. Now it's a stat years later to be one of the only ones that survived because one thing I know about the double XL freshman cover is some of them niggas finna fall off. One thing I know about the motherfucking double XL freshman cover is some of them niggas finna fall off. So, and it happens every time, every time them niggas on that cover, you look five years down the road. Yeah. A couple of them niggas can't sell out a motherfucking chicken spot. You see what I'm saying? For whatever the reason. So it's almost like that. It's a timestamp and the and the stat has changed. You know what I mean? But 
I do think it's I do think it's still a stat. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else we got to talk about today, y'all? Torn. I want I want to be clear what I'm saying right now. That these folks gonna find a way to tour very soon. These folks is gonna find a way to tour very motherfucking soon. Uh, the labels is too big of a business, and not only for rap, just music in in a whole. And I seen the UK doing some uh, where they had social distancing uh, festival. It's gonna be come next year if it's still this situation. It's gonna be some shit going on where you still finna be at a party, but they gonna have it where it's like this here. You know what I'm saying? Or you gotta do it this way. And and it's gonna be acceptable for motherfuckers. Come over, ain't gonna have no choice. You know what I'm saying? If they wanna do something. So um they'll figure it out. Trust me, give them just a second. It's something that they probably gonna figure out very soon. Very motherfucking soon. Um I've I've also over the over the last couple of days or since I did my last show, it's a lot of shit I've seen. Um that I haven't had a chance to speak on, even Go Yayo. So, Go Yayo dissing. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of the Fort Worth niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if if y'all listen to uh, Dallas and Texas rap. I'm big in Dallas, according to my analytics. So, it made me start looking, you know, down through that and see what was going on. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston. Um, shout out them niggas. But, and also got a couple of homies in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? A couple of my dogs, Taliban niggas that I fuck with uh, for real serious. But, um, but yeah, so um, I was looking at down there, go, yeah, yo, he did Sauce Walker, he did CJ, Lil CJ, Bugatti, all them niggas. And I was thinking to myself, man, boy, them niggas down there be going left. Them Fort Worth niggas, them Dallas and Houston niggas, boy, they all got damn it, boy. Really, them Fort Worth niggas. Is that Fort Worth? Where all them niggas from? Them niggas that be getting at each other. And even Dallas, too, because Mo 3, Mo 3 them be with that shit, boy. Y'all niggas be, be a lot of shit going on. A lot of smoke. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all ain't heard that go, yeah, yo, he um said he used to fuck with Sauce, but he be on some weak shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, I think he's speaking about how Sauce try to bring everybody together. I think Sauce Walker doing a good thing when he doing that. You know, he taking his power when he trying to, he trying to goddamn it form form the motherfucking team over here. Like we strong, independent nigga. We can really go on tour right now, nigga. I can get all us together, me, you, this, that, that, and we can really go on tour and make some some M's right quick. Independently, you know what I'm saying, and so I think what Sauce Walker doing is a good thing. But I do understand how when when a nigga fucking with it, how it gets slippery though, cause you with them, you with me, we with each other. You know what's going on? Like we got to draw a line in the sand. Them niggas killing people. Them niggas shit happening. Like so, I I, I get that part, but you gotta understand too though that the mission is bigger than you and me. You know, none of us is strong as all of us. You know what I'm saying? So you always got to keep that in mind. None of us is stronger than all of us. You see what I'm saying? So if we, if, 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 if I'm in a position where I can grab these young niggas in there, listen, 
I'm going to go and do that to try to form something and kick some money back and keep the momentum going. You see what I'm saying? And so I think I think they just going to have to figure that out out there. But they got a scene that's, that can sustain itself, that's making enough money to feed 20, 30 niggas on a high level. You know, it's a couple of them at the top. Trap Boy, Frederick, Yellow, Beezy, Sauce Walker. Of course, you got Travis Scott. You know, certain people don't even need to be mentioned, but I'm talking about this, this close knit Houston, Dallas thing, Mo three, definitely three. You know what I'm saying? So that that shit, what y'all doing? Them niggas can sustain just with that. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a beautiful thing. That's almost like an Atlanta thing, and Houston always had it, but now you're starting to see Texas as a whole like start to. And it, and it's and it's good. And I know Dallas has some hits always come up out of there. But I'm talking about right now, they can sustain without record labels and feed they people. 20, 30 niggas. You see what I'm saying? And that money trickle down. I'm talking about 20, 30 rappers that's getting 10,000 or more a, a show. You know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a market. You know what I'm saying? Very big market. So, so shout out to that market. They doing good. And that's why when I see it big on my analytics... I'm like, damn, I got to I gotta tap in down there. And I started to, you know, navigate through and figure out what the fuck was going on. And and, and just and just showed that. But go, yeah, yo, just dropped that, that this song, man. And uh, I want, I want, I'm going to see who responded, how that shit, how that shit wasn't name. Because niggas ain't saying nothing about it, really. You know what I mean? Bugatti dropped the this song right before that. But, you know what I'm saying? I just want to... Um, I want to kind of see what it, what's going on. I, I fuck with them niggas' campaign down through that way. But that's that's enough beef talk, you know what I'm saying? Because we know what that results in if it's serious and um, it appears to be. Uh, you know, you know we don't know. Yeah, a lot of rapping about bodies and shit, you know what I mean? So uh, we're going to take it like it's serious. We don't know whether or not it's serious. I know if a nigga threaten me, I take it serious and a motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think you lying about none of that gangster shit you typing. None of that gangster shit you talking. I think you dead serious. So I believe that you gonna hold that shit down when I see you. So I'm approaching it with that type of energy. Yeah, that's the kind of energy that it takes to put a file. And that's the kind of energy that I'm approaching it with. Because you said you were coming and you was on fire, nigga. And that's just how I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. And just how the fuck I'm looking at. I seen the city girls say that they don't mess with broke dudes. But what I what I think is funny about that is a lot of you bitches don't know these niggas broke. See the funny thing about it is cause I see a bunch I sometimes I see niggas with bitches that I'll be like, damn. I know what you buying, so I know you broke. So I'm saying, but the thing is, yeah, sometimes it be a situation where the woman don't really know because you don't. He ain't never in no situation have to spend a real seventy around you, or a hundred around you, or fifty or some around you. That little twenty five hundreds and shit that's coming through. He a good worker. You know, Nick can be a, a great worker making that kind of little paper. You see what I'm saying? But we talking about 
what do you what do you consider broke? I, I guess that's the that's how you advance the conversation. When you say you don't fuck with broke niggas, what do you consider broke? You know what I'm saying? If he can't buy you or what? You know what I mean? It is is it? Why come? Why come a nigga being broke gotta be based off what he can't buy you? Is that what we doing? Is that what we doing? Is that what we doing? We saying if you can't buy me this, you broke. Let me know. I mean, I don't have no issue. Mine get whatever. You know what I'm saying? She, she get all that good shit. But I'm saying, what we doing is we saying, is we saying, like, what what do you consider broke? So let's advance that conversation and ask that question. What's broke? You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want no broke motherfucker, but what's broke? How about that? I seen a clip where Waka Flocka Flocka, Waka Flocka Flocka I seen a clip where Waka Flocka said that um, your friends are not supposed to be your fans. And that resonated with me. You gotta respect the community. You gotta respect the listeners. You can't, you can't respect the people that tell you who's around you. Niggas ain't buying your music. But it ain't for you to get an attitude with your people around right, you. Right. Your people around you is not shit. supposed to be your fans, dumbass nigga. Word. So when I see niggas like, my man, my niggas don't support me. I don't want y'all supporting me, nigga. We want them supporting us. Right. That's Yo, a us thing. This is a meme right here. That yeah. was a meme right here. Holy shit, y'all. That is hell. That is hell. Because I, I'm, I'm a person that I don't force my product on my people. I don't force my shit on my people and say... You know, DMing them and asking them to do this or that. Now, I do feel as though if you my people and you see that I'm moving and you see that I'm investing and being serious about something, you should you should uh, just like or share something. But I don't ask or put that pressure on them because the market decides the value ultimately. So for me, for me, I understand that because 200 of my close buddies say that this shit is good. It means absolutely nothing unless I got five million friends. You see what I'm saying? And not Instagram friends. We just spoke about how fake that is, how that doesn't translate into nothing. Yeah, but that resonated with me because, again, the the, the ultimately the market is um the market is responsible for the value, and so again. If a 200 of my friends say it's, it's dope, great. Um, but unless I got 5 million friends that I grew up with that's going to support the product, <clears throat> then it probably is not going to go to the level that I'm that I'm anticipating that it goes to. Um, and so I've always, even for my shows and my music, I don't send it to my friends. I jump in these critical groups or jump on these critical pages and pay money or things to put it in front of people that I I know will be critical because it's an unknown situation. It's a unknown individual and, and we're putting it out there. So <clears throat> if a hundred thousand people see it, so um, if a hundred thousand people see it and let's say 3,500 of those people comment that they like it and we find a way to convert those individuals into coming the direction of the product and then we're able to 
transition them from this platform over to the platform where they can now purchase things and they become customers, then we've did our job. You see what I'm saying? And so I don't I don't put that on the people that necessarily knows me. Um, now, I appreciate their support. I appreciate when they comment certain things. But if that's all I'm seeing, I'm knowing I'm not doing something right. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times I don't even repost the people that I know because it's like I, I might respond in a DM. Thank you so much. Or I may repost them on my fan page or something like that. But I don't I don't really use that as like as as fuel because I understand you can love my music from a totally different place than a fan. So if I'm depending on that love I'm getting from these people that I know, I'll never figure out how to get the love from the people that I don't know. Because it's so easy for, for you if you were my coach or you were someone I went to school with or you were someone that I've helped out or someone's family that I've sent some money over too it's easy for the for you to um appreciate whatever i'm putting out but i need the market to enjoy this i need the market to engage in this product and so that's a different skill set than getting the people that just loves you to to engage with your product you see what i'm saying so i agree i don't think that um I don't think that 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 needs to be the situation where you are are making your friends uh, try to force them to be your fans or force feed your shit down down them and make them say, hey, I'm your fan. I'm your fan. If you don't post it, cool. That don't make me look at you funny. I don't care about that, especially if we really got some ties that's deeper than that. Now, it could mean something because you should post it. But as men, we don't we we're not gonna engage in that behavior where we use that as a crutch for us to then get on bad terms and start some petty war about some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I need the market to value this shit. You know what I'm saying? If 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 only Sprite homies thought it was good, that shit wouldn't it wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? The world gotta like Sprite for it to do what it's doing. So I understand that just common game, just common sense game that I got them operating with. It allows me to understand. I right, I got friends that are supporting me. If I need to get three hundred people somewhere, that's easy to do. I can make one phone call to this person, that person, that person, and we can make that happen. Blink of an eye, no issue. That ain't what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to sell millions of records, or I'm trying to get millions of downloads. I need to try to figure out how to convert regular individuals into people that's now engaging with what I'm doing over what the fuck they see the fuck niggas on the internet doing. So I'm saying that's that's my place in the ecosystem. I understand that. So a lot of times I don't disrupt what the niggas is doing, what people are doing when they're doing that. I just look at it and say I don't get it. You know what I mean? And so um I think Walker Flocker had a good point with that. You know, I think he had a real, real, real good point with that. Um, I seen Adam 22 and Academics going at it too, man. That shit was next level. If you ain't watched that, that shit was like a four-hour conversation, man. That shit was, <clears throat> of course, I didn't watch all of it. I watched little snippets of it. And um, I seen Academics, was he was shooting slugs at Adam. I think anyone besides Selena 
that I've ever talked to that there was any sort of conversation about you beforehand before we did the interview because I don't think that's ever happened. Um, well, it's not even about that, right? My ex hit you up. She wanted to, you know, you know, she's trying to broaden horizons. It appears that y'all are interested in somewhat of a conversation with her. I asked her if she was still with you, and I think she said no. But either way, I was like, I'm not trying to do the interview. I just Yo, wasn't trying to interview her. For the most part, all of these people who you think are anti-me, they're usually not trying to expose me. Now, they're looking at you as you're a sucker. If we tell him we're talking about academics, he'll let us on the platform. I can't think of anybody who's ever hit me up trying to be on the podcast like, oh, I'm going to say this about academics. I did the Selena Powell interview, and she ended up talking about you, about you kind of doing like a cuck thing with 6 9 Bro, it's just motherfucking weird, bro, that two girls I was intimate with, bro. Like, like you're not interviewing both of those women, but Shorty's been saying whatever, whatever with me and her. Cool. She went on your show and she heavily talked about me. And also my ex. That's two. Yo, that's two. Like, it don't got to be five. It's two. But you I said no to your ex. Hey, hold on. No, no, you ain't say no to my ex. That's cat. Yes, I did. I said no to Angelica. Oh, no, unless she lying. Well, well, let's call it a liar then. So I told you, I said, Adam, if you really do want to interview her outside of talking to me, please do just leave me out of it. Now, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. So so who's somebody's gonna be lying. So it's either you or her. Let me tell you, let your nuts hang, bro. Don't clean it up. No. I'm just I'm telling you what's real. Let me just let me just bring this up. And I guess this is where you know I ignored it for a while, but then I look at it and I say, why isn't he being a little bit more careful? Let me ask you this, Adam. Adam, do you remember when you came on even my Twitch channel and there was some allegations? This is when you had a deal with you had a label deal with Atlantic, which right. eventually got dropped. They dropped you because of some, you know, you know. The SJWs came for you. They said you like raped some chick or you had like predatorial messages. They were trying to sell your name. You came, on my, you came on my platform and I tried to be fair to both sides. Would you have appreciated that I went and found the girl who allegedly said you raped her? That's what her story was. And I brought her on my show and I basically did a... I don't know. Let's call it a podcast. I did, I did a podcast with her. Basically, she's positioning and saying you're a predator, a rapist. I did that. Would you then say, I could still fuck with Akko? Would you? Adam, I'll, I'm, I'm calling you your captain name. Adam, and I know you love her, so I'll challenge your love. I got $50,000 against you right now. If it, now I want to see how much you love her. I got $50,000 against you that... What she was describing was not three people. It was at least four to five or six or seven or more. But if you want to dispute I mean, it. I've never seen it. Also, so I, and again, also, I don't care what she was doing sexually before we started seeing each other. Got you. All right. Great, great. All right. So you're not disputing it. You know, you just think. I probably people. had a. Like he's trying to gas like that bum ass nigga. What's that nigga's name? Um, 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 the irrelevant broke nigga. Um, um. Oh God, who? Um. Chosen, come here, nigga. Chosen, enter. I need. Leave here in the chat. Tracy. Little Tracy. Are you talking? A very unsuccessful bum. 
Chat, I was doing push-ups, sit-ups. I ain't do push-ups in years. I ain't going to lie to y'all today. These niggas asked me where I went. Nigga, I had to go take a sabbatical, nigga. I had to go look at the mountains, the stars. There was a hurricane going on. I sat in the rain. I had to make sure I just sat in fucking complete peace and listened to everything because I knew Adam was going to come with the bullshit. This is so... I think he doesn't want you to talk about him anymore, period. No, 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 no. You could talk about me, but I'm going to keep it true with you. You're not going to 6-9 me, nigga. You're not going to talk about me and because... 6ix9ine, you know why he called up? To laugh at you because he's thinking your girl got trained by 35 niggas. Yo, Chose, yo, Chose. Me talking to Sarah Molina for two minutes about you. Leave me out of it, bro. Leave me out of it because, yo, 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 yo. Because, because you finally today admitted that you don't fuck with 6ix9ine, but when you're throwing shade what? at 6 you just did that, bro. You think I finally admitted that today? Um, of course I don't like him. I'm taking down your baby mom admitting that six niggas ran a train on her and they loved it. And she loved Again, it too. I don't know why you're so invested in making her yeah. seem like she's such a slut. I like this. You seen on my last podcast, I asked, hey, what's up with you and Adam? He kind of shot some slugs at Adam, but I think he's he. I think academics, you shooting them shots, and you and you you put the smoke out there. But I don't really think you really want the smoke. Only reason I say that is because sometimes I'm hearing you backpedaling. I'm not sure if you're doing that because you're getting some backlash from your people that saying you starting shit or what. But sometimes I hear you like seem like you're trying to be like, but that's my boy, or we should start this, or we should do that, and it's like. Nah, we shouldn't do nothing if you sneak dissing me. I'm bigger than you, and you keep sneak dissing me. If I'm really feeling like you sneak dissing me, we can't start a motherfucking thing. You sneak dissing me when I hipped you. I put you on my platform when you was going through one of the most terrible times in your life, and now we, now we can't start a motherfucking thing. Ain't nothing me and you can do together but fight. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, it wouldn't be that. So when I hear you say those things, I'm like, damn, is he bagging off of it? Because I like Adam 22, and I'm, I want to interview him too. But I still think sometimes when he, when he, the people he interviews, I respect it. Because if he don't do it, somebody else going to do it. And it ain't going to do nothing but create somebody that you can't call and do that to. Now what? When it's somebody else that blow up, that's that when say 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 it's somebody like me that really come from the street, you think you can call him and, and do all of that wild shit you you can't talk to me in that manner. I wouldn't allow you to talk like that. You couldn't talk like that. You can't you ain't got more game than me. So when we sit down and you go to doing that, I'm gonna make you look away for doing that. You're not able to get away with that. So I think that because you do have that relationship with him, y'all probably could have handled that another way. Because if he don't do it, people going to know that that's something that the people want to see. And somebody else going to go do them interview. Hey, baby girl, reach out to me. I'm going to speak to you about that. One-on-one -on -one in the mansion. You see what I'm saying? He can't little boy talk me. So come to the mansion and we're going to speak about what academics did. You see what I'm saying? And so so you don't want people to, while you can reach out to, to Adam, you probably want to keep that avenue open and try to deter the way that he's doing the interview, if anything. But the way you've done it, I'm telling you, what I think's happening with academics, 
It's that motherfucking room, man. That nigga been sitting in that room for years, man. When that nigga sit in that motherfucking room and get him some motherfucking Hennessy. Oh, man. Oh, he in the comfort of his own house. He staying at a computer talking loud, the motherfucker. Uh, he on niggas' ass. So that is that causes him to not really understand what, you know, the consequences could be. And um, cause I spoke about it on my last show when he was hollering at your boy and he he was saying, Yo, 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 it's like, bro, you gotta understand my side right now. Can't just fuck around like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think he just um does some great motherfucking videos, man, but um I would I would say I would say that uh that him and Adam twenty two, man, that, that little situation just was it was one for the books. I mean he was he was accusing Adam twenty two girl of uh, being a stripper and fucking six dudes at a time and how he'll get them all on the show and make them talk. I mean he was saying some shit and I was saying, damn, man, like, he going at his girl. I think that's why everybody kept watching. It's like he going at his girl. Something got to be finna happen. Like, Adam is, a, you know, he's a nigga be in the gym and all kind of, you think something's finna happen. He not finna keep letting you say that about his girl, man. That nigga Adam ain't finna keep letting you say that. That's what niggas is looking for. But Adam kept being like, what, what are you talking about? And act like, you acting stupid? I wonder is 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 Adam acting dumb or do he not get paid from labels? And if you don't, Adam, you gotta open that avenue up, homeboy. Your platform big enough to get checks, man. This niggas getting checks all around this motherfucker for this shit. Like, I, if you have not got a check for a nigga, I don't know why, and not from niggas from 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 these labels. I I, I couldn't understand why. And you in LA? I don't I don't I couldn't understand why you don't think they they I don't I couldn't understand why you don't think they will respect your platform in such a way when you touching millions of people and done done several things. Um it's just a funny thing. But I like to look at it. I like I like to sometimes I like to just see what these niggas is doing in this little arena that I'm that I've entered in. And if you go do the numbers, I really started a podcast in 2017. It's still up. Go to SoundCloud. It's up there podcast. I've been doing it. I've been doing it. But I stopped because I had to figure out what route I wanted to go with it, how to make some money off of it. And I still ain't got it all together. But I'm, I understand the lane and I understand what I need to do. And so that's why I'm approaching it this way now. Go listen to some of them podcasts. I got one out now. Where it's, uh, it's called 10 Women in Loom. So it's 10 black women and one black man in one room. And we just talk. And we talk about all kind of shit. And it's just a great show. It just shows you how I conducted myself. We had fun. They had fun. We talked about sad shit, happy shit. It just, these shows that I do, they just, they just pretty good. Um, you know, and I, I, I just, I'm glad people appreciate them and come through and fuck with me and enjoy them. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, so, so that thing is, that thing is, uh, that thing is silly. You know what I'm saying? That thing is silly. I was thinking about, I, I feel sorry for anybody who's like a high school football player or not even high, 
let me see. No, college football player. I feel sorry for anybody that's a college football or high school that could be affecting what college you're able to go to. But I feel sorry for them football players, man, the black little boys and the black boys that. And I just thought about it because my old lady son, is he getting prepared for football. And I'm just sitting around the house. I'm like, man, what if he was a little older and really could go to the NFL like if it was if it, if that time was right now if he was in college right now this was his last year this was his go to year to to show the, the team that he can now go to the NFL this would fuck up his chances of going to the NFL because of the covid shit so the people that's in college right now this this let's say they had a subpar first year a uh, 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 better than that second year a uh, better than that third year kind of breakout third year and this fourth year if they can even match their third year they can be a high prospect going to the league but coming into this year it's no football so now what and do that make it where you now they don't pay for my college because now i'm not playing football for the school this year do they still pay my tuition? Because the agreement is if I play for the school, they pay my tuition. How does that work? Like I started thinking about all that kind of show. Like, man, this 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 pandemic affects things that you don't even you can't even think about or you can't even wrap your mind around. When you think about I right, if niggas is in college and they going to the league and then they right now in their last year and COVID hit. They can't even go prove they sell. They can't even go on the field and be like, because they just canceled it. I just looked it up. I'll pack 12 games. I'll, and then uh, SEC followed it. Like, all the college games are done. They canceled it. So so I, I, I'm i thinking like, man, what about the little nigga who this is last year to show I'm good enough to be in the, NBA, I mean, in the NFL or the NBA or whatever sport it might be. And he can't even get out there and hoop or he can't even get out there and play. Now he got to go be a warehouse manager or some shit. And, you know, the trajectory of his life changes. Or are they going to figure out a way to do that? I don't know. I'm, I was just thinking about it like, man, that shit is, you know what I'm saying? This COVID shit, this pandemic, it, it, it has hit in a way where you can't even fathom all of the things that it's doing. There's no college football. There's people that... That's what they do. So, but when when Pac-12 announced it, then everybody else started announcing it. They follow suit. Like, no, we can't do it. It's too many kids. It's too many coaches. It's too many different teams. You got to think how many college teams it is. It's so many fucking colleges. Like, that's way too much. So, they just said, nah, we, we not doing nothing. And so, that, that was, it made me think about. The because we can talk about the NFL, NBA, all we want, but they do make black millionaires on a yearly basis. Some black boy going to that shit every year and becoming a millionaire. So we, you know, as far as black people, we do get something from it. You know, is it what we want? No, we can have more. Could they? They could invest in into our neighborhoods, put centers closer to our boys. You know, invest in football camps that allow young black boys to go there free, sponsored by the NFL or the NBA or the NHL or whatever it might be. These kind of programs, if they are there, they ain't they ain't fucking with the hood. They ain't fucking with us for real. If they come to Nashville, they might go to Vanderbilt. I need you to tap in with Loon so Loon can take you to where the little niggas really fast at. 
Well, them little niggas hard at them little niggas hard in that shit. You see what I'm saying? And not saying Vanderbilt people lame. I'm just saying that the opportunity is always gonna be at Vanderbilt. Let's pull that motherfucker back down the street, son. Let's pull that opportunity and make that motherfucker come down here where the sun don't shine at. You see what I'm saying? And see what we can do with some of these boys because they hard. But it's it's a situation where they don't know who to reach out to. So we got to have people in place that they can reach to and say, hey, I want to do something in Nashville, but I want to reach them real ones. You know what I'm saying? And they're able to do that through certain individuals or certain companies or certain nonprofits or whatever the situation needs to be. We need them th those things in order. But ultimately, the pandemic affects uh, sports. Them niggas in the NBA, NFL and shit, they crying because they want their checks. But what about that little boy who, want, who who trying to make it to the league that this is making it where he can't even play? Like, I can't even show these folk what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And then they sending kids back to school is a crazy thing, too. In certain states, kids are going to school. Kids never, and they keep talking about the death rate, about COVID-19, about COVID-19 and the kids, that it doesn't kill children at an alarming rate. And that's never been the conversation. This is what I say. Media propaganda is uh, it's just a crazy thing. The conversation has never been... Does COVID kill the kids? The conversation is always being as they're carriers of the disease. And so when you put them in a place where they have to interact with each other and be around each other, and then they start passing it to each other, yeah, they may be fine. But when they granny got to pick them up to take them to their mama, the granny and the mama get it. Or the daddy, the mama, the granny, the daycare people, like everybody's getting it. And the kid can still run around and play and be cool, but everybody else around him is dying or, be, or being harmed or being stopped in their tracks. So that's always been the conversation. So when they change the conversation, that's where, they, that's where when I start to say, here comes the bullshit. You see what I'm saying? You know, and even with Joe Biden uh, announcing Kamala Harris as his running mate, I look at that and I'm I'm I, I support it a hundred percent. Then I look on the internet and I start seeing all kind of slanderous things about she supported this and she said this about us and she's not really this for us and how y'all gonna do this and and I'm like So the machine on the other side has already started working. Even you see little memes, I seen a meme where it said, damn, they split the pole, we fucked. Just because they walked in a place where clearly only one person can come through the door at a time. And it's like, you know the old saying, if you split the pole, then it's bad luck or something like that. But these things may seem like they don't mean nothing, but these are these are mental. These is, this is mental warfare. Like, this is cyber attacks that a nigga is up under when they putting this propaganda out there and they, they putting shit out intentionally to sway your opinion. It ain't no other reason why this kind of content comes out other than to sway your opinion. And Trump is now just starting to blur shit out to try to win. You know, I heard Trump just say, I'm killing payroll tax, period. Like he's starting because I think they're, they're probably telling him, man, it, it ain't, we not looking like we is still in a winning situation. You know what I'm saying? And so he's trying to... And so he's trying anything he can, man, to um, 
He's trying anything he can, you know. But I think the whole presidential thing is a is a fluke. It's not something that we should even have as a as a as a country. You know, I'm in agreement with that. Let's now we should have something. I, I'm with Joe Rogan. I think we should have um, the president of finance, the president of war, the president of the economy, the president of. Um, Healthcare, the president. I think they need to break that shit down, because tr Trump can't know nothing about all that shit. It's too much shit. Well, there ain't no way Trump can know nothing about all that shit, man. And it's, it ain't no way no president can know nothing about all that shit. A lot of them. Uh, now I think they do delegate delegate those spots, right? But um, to be held accountable, I think you kind of gotta have. Uh, those spots be just as important as each other. You know what I'm saying? Because you see what happens when Hillary Clinton steps down when she says, all right, I'm, I'm going to be running for president soon, so I need to get out of this spot because it looks bad. But if I was the president of the economy and now running for the president of war, I wouldn't step down from that. I would actually leverage that and say, you've seen what I've done with the economy, but for some reason they think, now they do on certain levels, but not on a wide level. When they talk politics, they bring it up. But I don't, I don't think that they use it in a way where we respect it. You know, where we look at it like... Um, like they did what they should do. Like we associate them. Like we don't associate Hillary with being the secretary of state. You know, now a certain demographic may be marketing of that may have reached them in a different way. But we don't associate those. We just for some reason don't. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with them on that. I, I, I think it should be. Um, I think it should be. They should delegate those spots, but at a at a more accountable position. You know, the president of this, the president of that, and this or that. And I think it'll it'll turn out much, much, much more better. Um, or something needs to happen because this one president thing is is becoming a joke. You know what I'm saying? It's becoming a joke. Uh, popularity contest. You know, is becoming what best dress was in the yearbook for me. You know what I'm saying? It just be like, you know, you see, I'm I'm I will best dress. You see, check my yearbook, you know. It don't seem like it's it's really holding no value or the weight that we set out for it to to hold as a country, you know what I mean? Or they set out for it to hold as, as a country. Um you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But I, I did see um you know, I want to ask y'all, do y'all believe Nick Cannon is suing Viacom for $1.5 See, I think this is Nick Cannon thinking he understands the internet and them trying to put that story out to see if we bite on it and big him up. And I'm big him up, but you see how they don't give a fuck about that? When Nick Cannon got fired, it was everywhere. Boy, you couldn't miss that story, man. He was just with Breonna Taylor. It ain't nowhere. I mean, down there, you know... Trying to get them to talk about Breonna Taylor, it ain't nowhere. But but when he got fired, it was everywhere. They Nick never. I don't know what the situation is, man, and why why people don't uh, support the dude like they should. You know what I'm saying? But 
I think the lawsuit may not be happening, but I do think that there's some there's some credence there. There's something to be talked about there. Now I'm not sure if it's the amount of money that they're saying, and I know that it it it, it ain't no paperwork file because you was here on the news TMZ. You would see that's a lot of money. That's interesting for a lot of people, especially weeks after being fired. So I don't that I don't think that is something that that's true. I think there's something to be spoke about, and I think he's trying to have that conversation, and I think that's him trying to understand how to get his story out without blatantly having to sit down and talk about it, because they're forgetting about it. Like I just told y'all on the last thing, he employed how many hundred people, niggas. That you wouldn't, man, you weren't finna be on TV. You weren't finna make no TV money no kind of way. Nick done that. I don't hear none of them dudes. And you see it's going viral now. My that, that Instagram I put out, the clip I put out about it. This is just the game I peep. This how I look at the game. This how I approach the game. This is why people love to listen to me. You know, I'm not doing nothing you know, new or better than nobody or I'm just doing it from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Bray, that's what separates me from the pack. It's like, no, hold on. He said something about that, though. Did you kind of peep where he was going with that? And, of course, I'm new to it, so I'm not in a situation where everything comes out the way that I want it. And I get a lot of feedback to say that it comes out pretty good, but... Once I'm able to really, 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 really get there, it's gonna be a um it's gonna be a situation worth paying attention to because I'm a hybrid, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, so nobody it seems just seem like nobody cares about it, you know what I'm saying? And um new music. Let's see what new music out that I fuck with. NBA Youngboy dropped what I know is a single. Uh so it must he must have talked to the label and they must have done something, because that's a single. You know what I'm saying? You can tell by the video. You can tell by the song. You can tell by how it's being approached that that's a single. So he must have something coming soon that Atlantic Records is in on. Um, where they're going to try to, they, they know what he's worth. And they're going to try to damn them, cross him over a little bit uh, so they can make him more appealable to like the public. Because he's on fire. But they're going to try to make him more, you know, more, more, um, Middle age friendly and just friendly to that. This a different different demographic, um, but but I can definitely tell that Drake and Dirk. Drake and Dirk got that new record out. I'm fucking with, you know Drake the Drake the Golden Dirk man. Dirk on fire, you know Dirk Dirk serving, you know Dirk ser serving a demographic that he gonna be good for a while. See, it's all about what you, it ain't. It's it's about what kind of sales you got. You know what I'm saying? Rap nigga pull up. What what you what. What traps you working? Nigga, I'm having a line of nigga. I'm having nigga. I see a nigga 100, nigga 100K in Houston. Just that's that. Nigga, first day. Like, that's that. That's the new weight. You know what I'm saying? Me and my rap partners, that's what we talk. That's the new weight. That's the new. Nigga, nigga, I'm trapping out of Oklahoma. And I did 30K in Oklahoma last week, nigga. Last month. I did 400K streams in Atlanta, nigga, in two months. You know what I'm saying? And so, 
we we try to look at that like that. But Dirk is serving a demographic right now, man, that he going to be good for a while. Um, I see Meek, man. I caught a few snippets on Meek Mill page. Sound like he coming with some fire, you know? Sound like he coming with some shit. Uh, Lakeed, Trapped on Cleveland 3, I think, just dropped dope. Uh, Raw Wave, of course, Raw Wave, though. Shout out Raw Wave. That nigga new shit out. Y'all need to go get that. Um, who else we got dropped that I that I checked out? Uh, who else dropped lately? Young Dolph dropped. Shout out my nigga Band Play. You know what I'm saying? Dolph just dropped Rich Slave. I like the concept on that Band Play. You know, home team. You know what I'm saying? We always got you down here. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. They little situation. Um... Who else dropped? Just muse. I'm trying to take y'all through some music. Y'all can go fuck with, man. Listen to. Hold on, I'm going to look. Man. The Baby. The Baby. A deluxe shit drop. The Baby is finding his flow, too. You can tell he's getting more and more comfortable in the yo. You know, he's getting more and more into his little bag. But what I hope he doesn't do is go too far away from that. Suge, though. Let's get back to that Suge vibe. You know what I'm saying? I know Dribble was your shit, but let that Suge vibe, we need that. Not me. I'm talking about this is probably what the label is saying. You know, hey, get 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 that Suge vibe back out there. That motherfucker took off quick, and that's a TikTok type situation, especially with real ghosts. Them niggas is so instrumental. See, I think a lot of people don't know how this thing works in regards to the video nigga and the the motherfucker that's rapping. If your video man is on his shit and he can tell your story through that lens, man, it's gonna help your career so bad, man. And then if he's able to color it and he got vision and taking his time and he paying attention and he making sure it's best quality and the lighting is just right and and you can tell them boys is doing that. Just look who they went and got for the bop. They went and got the Broadway folks. Them gold, real gold niggas ain't playing, man. Rico and um and your boy, they ain't playing, man. Like they they really on some shit, man. I fuck with them, man. They hip that boy. So um, so yeah, y'all fuck with that, man. And so yeah, that's that's about that's about all the music. Uh, Gunner Gunner Deluxe came out. That's cool. Sada Baby shit came out. That's bumping. Y'all go fuck with that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I'm going to just give y'all music. You know, probably every week, no cap shit came out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Janae Aiko shit, Deluxe shit came out. Of course, Pop Smoke Deluxe came out. So I'm just give y'all music sometimes just to go vibe to and fuck with. You know, on your own leisure, free time. Um... You know, but it's it's up there podcast, man. It's lonely, man. Go buy y'all some merch. You know what I'm saying? Go buy you some merch, man. Support us up there podcast. Go stream my album, Dead Balls, out on our platforms. I got some new shit that's about to drop. Just, I'm telling you. If I'm lying, I'm flying and I ain't got wings. You hear me? I'm telling you now. But uh, what I got coming, man, it's, 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 uh, it's nice, and I'm going to keep giving y'all this content, keep fucking with y'all, because y'all fuck with me, and I'll only be right, you know what I'm saying, so, um, being long, I'm out, it's up there, podcast, another episode, appreciate y'all fucking with me, like and subscribe, let your people know about your people, you know what I mean, 
Gang, fly get flown over. We all pilots. Holla. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.